Hello and welcome to the Ask the Geographer podcast series from the Department of Education and Outdoor Learning at the Royal Geographical Society with IBG. I'm Harry. In each podcast, I'll meet geographers from around the world to ask them about topical events, timely publications and geographical research. Celia Robbins is a PhD candidate and an audio academic with the University of Exeter. She's worked for the University of the West of England, the Environmental Agency, the National Trust and Cornwall Council. She's now doing a PhD in human geography and took time out to do a placement with us here at the RGS on how to engage the wider public with geography research through the medium of sound. She joins us today in Hyde Park in central London to discuss how you might use audio recording in either your own research or in an A-level NEA project. I've done plenty of online recordings and remote calls, but this is the first in-person, outside podcast for the last couple of years. So I'm really pleased to have crossed the road and to have met Celia at the Albert Memorial. Um, Celia, can you tell us a little bit about your work? Thanks, Harry. Hi, it's really nice to be here. Yeah, so the the work I've been doing with the RGS is about podcasting and geography. So I love radio and I love podcasts. Um, and I also think that a lot of the research or, or the research that happens in geography is so interesting. And I just think there's a bigger audience for it. And I think if we try and cr- uh, communicate it about it in a creative way using sound, I think that could be a really good way to just tell people about what geographers do. So, you know, you know listeners are probably familiar with a lot of podcast formats which are based on an interview and quite often recorded in indoors. And of course, geography is all about places and um, getting outside and the environment. So what I'm really interested in doing and what I've been doing during my placement project is getting out in the field with um, researchers from Exeter, uh, finding out what they're doing and recording sounds of their research and putting that into my podcast in a documentary format to um, just experiment with a creative way of communicating about how interesting geography research is. And how is sound relevant to geography? Well, I think it's relevant in lots of different ways. Um, of course, podcasts like the one we're making today, um, teachers, lecturers make podcasts to interact with their students. They're a way to connect with the wider world and tell people about what we're doing in geography. And as I was just saying, those can happen in the studio or they can happen out and about as well. And in my work, I've been squelching around on a peat bog in Dartmoor. I've been trying to interview people while balancing on a beaver dam in Devon. Um, I've had some amazing sounds um, that one of my interviewees recorded in India, in Calcutta, all sorts of different things. So it can be a way to communicate. It can also be a source of data. And we're going to talk more about that, I know, today. So you can listen to the environment and you can analyse it and write about the sound, um, like here. I don't know if the recording at the moment is picking up much background sound. I hope so. <laughs> so. So you can probably tell that we're in a city, um, but we're in a park, so we're in an open space. So you could probably hear some traffic in the background, but it's fairly distant. If we were in a street, it would sound louder and the sound would be bouncing off the building, so it would sound different. So you can, you might be able to hear some birdsong because we're in the park. You'd be able to hear people going past. So there's all sorts of different things that the sound is telling us about where we are. Um, we're in London, so you might hear different languages as, as people pass us. So all sorts of different things that sound can tell you about where you are. And that sound, it could be included digitally in your projects. 
um, in your reports, presentations, or even in academic publications. Um, so that's like a really interesting thing to explore, I think. There's a couple more that I, <laughs> I was going to add in. So the actual study of sound itself is a strand within cultural geography and studying music or all sorts of different aspects of sound. And then again, acoustic ecology, like and listening to nature and field recording are whole fields in themselves as well. Actually literally just recording sounds as you would record um, with film, you know, about what is there in the environment. And what microphones uh, are we using today? Can you talk us through the equipment that we've got uh, around us at the moment? So we're recording on an audio recorder, digital audio recorder called a Zoom H4. And when I'm doing my interviews in the field, I use a, a microphone which I plug into the audio recorder called a reporter mic. And it's good for isolating the sound of the voice when you're outside. So it's not going to pick up too much of the background and be too distracting. But these Zoom recorders that, that we're using today, they also have inbuilt stereo mics and you can run those at the same time so you get a lot of ambient sound as well. So you can get a balance between the ambient sound, which gives you that sense of place and the um, voice that you're recording. Sound can be a source of geographic data and we're here today to encourage audio work as a form of primary field work. Why should students consider field recordings? Sound is just so varied and it can be really informative about a place and it can be really evocative of a sense of place as well. Um, so I think we live in such a visual culture um, and we sometimes forget how much sound can tell us about an environment. So sound is all around us and it's often you can often hear things that you can't see. So if you pay attention, you might learn more about where you are by listening as well as looking. So sound can be telling us about how places are changing. It could be a way of comparing and contrasting different places. Say a busy, obviously a busy city street is going to be really different from a rural area or uh, somewhere on the coast or a river is going to have its own sound. Um, so you can be listening out for sound of living things. Like we've got quite a few birds around us here. Here's some crunchy leaves <laughs> we're, walk we're walking on. Um, you can be listening to the physical environment, weather, water, rivers, sea, and you can be listening to the human environment, people, machines, music, vehicles, buildings, there's so many different aspects to it. So if you're including that in your project, it could be just that something different, something extra that you can add in. And we should say that we've just changed the setting, haven't we? Um, could you explain what we're now using and how this audio should sound different from how the interview started. So the first couple of questions we were sitting down over by the Albert Memorial and we were recording one mono file with the microphone which I'm speaking into. We've now changed the settings so that we're also recording a stereo file with the two microphones which are in our audio recorder. So we're getting a lot more of the ambient sound so you can probably hear more of the kind of rumble of traffic in the distance and the bird song that's all around us. Um, you can hear the sound of us walking and you can probably hear, you'll hear some other people, maybe some dogs going past us. And my wires all um, bumping together. Um, audio does sound incredibly valuable and really versatile. How might a student think about using sound in their fieldwork? So you could record um, a soundscape of the place that you're studying. Um, 
which is what we kind of what we've been doing here, listening to all the different sounds and then analysing what that tells you about the place you're in. It could be a way to think about change. Um, say um, a habitat which is degraded and has got less wildlife in it or a city where there's been a lot of building or change of land use um, you could use it to compare between uh, different habitats and different types of ecology where you've got different sounds um, of birds and different kinds of wildlife really interesting point actually um, because in my head a student could quite easily uh, record audio of migratory birds uh, through the year and look at the difference in seasonality um, and as you said soundscapes would be so interesting in a glacial or uh, river environment um, where you could do a 360 recording um, of the environment to compare it over time or to compare it to um, a different location. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And um, I think another thing we picked up on was that there's a regeneration and diversity theme that you could look into. And there's all sorts of different things that sound could tell you about a place, about the people that live there. Um, there could, you know, you could find a street scene where there's music, where there's different voices, where there's hustle and bustle, or you could find a street scene where it's a bit deserted and dead and then that might tell you something about would you feel safe there you know all sorts of different things that you could be picking up from that yep students could look at uh, about thinking about how their, their places their nearby places or far away are changing looking at different high streets and of course it fits really well into as you said a sense of place whether that's um, someone studying security or safety or how diverse it is again over time or comparing one place to another but something we're going to try in a minute is using the hydrophone, which is the microphone which you can record with underwater. Um, and I think if you put that in the sea on a beach, it would just be way too noisy and you just wouldn't get anything useful. But um, I'm sure the students listening to this could come up with all sorts of creative <laughs> and useful ways to record at the, um, on the coast. That's for them to think about. Um, we're about to cross uh, a small road in the middle of the park and we're heading towards the Serpentine to practice on the hydrophone that you just mentioned. Yep. Okay, so uh, here we are at the Serpentine. Um, we have just pulled up next to the Princess of Wales Memorial Fountain and you're going to explain what we're doing, Celia. Uh, yeah, so we've got some swans and some geese watching us um, and I've got this microphone called a hydrophone which is waterproof and you can um, put into the water and see, just see what you can hear. It's just really fun and interesting. So I'm going to throw it in. So now, uh, now I'm going to see what I can hear. And the thinking is that students could maybe use this in rock pools along the coast um, or for a river coursework or investigation if they're doing field work um, in those environments. And the, you can hear there's actually not that much going on. It's, um, it's probably quite a sterile environment. It's just like a concrete, um, a concrete base. Um, so we're also going to play you a clip that I recorded with a hydrophone on a peat bog in Dartmoor and you can hear all sorts of sounds happening under the water there. It sounds like it's teeming with life. So it's just a really interesting comparison. So if 
people were being included in research rather than just the natural environment and you wanted to include, for example, interview clips, where should you record? Uh, so the first thing to say is that you would always need to get permission from the person you're talking to if you're going to include the audio in your project. Um, and if your study is about sense of place or about a particular place, it might be really good to record them outside or in a place which says something about the study area. So it could be um, outside if it's you know in a countryside area or it could be in a cafe or it could be in the street somewhere or in a park or it could be where there's some sort of community activity going on in the background. Um, so then it just kind of like gives you another sort of dimension to that sense of place. And crucially, we've talked about it quite a lot, both on and off mic, um, it allows you to collect ambient sounds. In urban fieldwork then, how might someone use sound recordings when looking at, uh, say, the high street? So you could do something a bit like what we've just been doing. We were walking and talking and we were picking up sounds as we were going. Um, so you could have a transect through a town or through any sort of environment and do a sound walk and be recording different sounds as you pass through that environment. So yeah, here we're going we're gonna to play a few sounds um, from one of the people that I've interviewed for my podcast series. This is Rishika Mukhopadhyay and she did her PhD about um, people who make their livelihood from crafts in Kolkata, which is in West Bengal in India. Um, so there's a short clip here of um, a street called Chippa Road, uh, which is just full of life, uh, traffic, voices, so much going on just to give you an idea of the kind of density of sound you can get in an urban environment. And you can clearly hear in these clips uh, a representation of place, which is key to the A-level unit, changing places or space and diverse places. There are obviously obstacles with audio recording, uh, particularly for geography departments uh, in schools, uh, such as cost and time. Can you recommend an affordable-ish microphone? Uh, so I think the first thing to say is that it can be really easy um, because you can record on all sorts of different devices. You, students could try recording on their smartphone, uh, tablet, um, laptops, they've all got apps that you can use to record audio. If a geography department was thinking of buying um, some equipment, I think that the the recorder that we're using today is called a Zoom. It's nothing to do with the video uh, video call thing. It's a different um, a different Zoom, um, and there the cheapest version that they've got is called a Zoom H1, and it's shall I say the pro say pro yeah, and it's about eighty pounds. So that's a, a high quality audio recorder. Um, with a built-in microphone and I think that would be good for quite a lot of different circumstances for recording natural sounds and for interviewing people so that's worth trying. Um, another thing that you could look into is um, USB mics to plug into um, a laptop which can be quite inexpensive and also you could look into lapel mics um, which you could plug into a phone or a tablet which would just come with an ordinary audio jack you know the 3.5 millimeter jack which goes into lots of different devices and that could be useful for interviewing people and could also be quite inexpensive. Students can re just record on their phones um, it's a really good suggestion uh, it's very easy to do with voice memo and you can save audio uh, straight onto your phone and then you can export it. After that, the next stage is editing. 
And just to say, we are now recording on Harry's phone and you might be able to notice the difference from what you were hearing before when we were recording on a um, more professional mic. Um, yeah, so you can do really basic editing in the app that you're using on your phone. They will usually let you cut um, sections out if you need to do that. Um, if you want to use um, a digital editor on your laptop, um, there's an open source program called Audacity, which is really good and will do everything you need. So give that a go. It's Audacity. Celia, do you have any top tips to finish this podcast? Uh, yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> so number one, number one and the last one are both listen. So first of all, listen, pay attention to the sounds around you and what they're telling you. Um, number two, think about sound quality. So you might like automatically when you're looking at picture think, oh, that's a rubbish picture. It's out of focus or something. Maybe think about that in relation to sounds as well. If you things you hear on podcasts, on the radio and things you rec- record yourself. Is it clear? Is the sound that you want being drowned out? So just be a bit, be critical of your own recordings. Um, number three, experiment. Experiment with whatever equipment you have, whether it's your phone, a tablet, your laptop, or if you've got some equipment from your department, just experiment and see what you can do with it. Number four, practice before you go out and do your field work. Uh, you might only get one chance to interview somebody if you've arranged to meet them, or you might have to travel to your site. Um, so make sure that you know what you're going to do um, and it's going to work so maybe if you're interviewing practice with a friend or family member before you interview for your project Um, number five think about where you put the microphone it's always going to be better when you're interviewing somebody if you can get the microphone close to them it might feel a little bit awkward um, but it really does make a big difference if you can have the microphone quite close to their mouth so again experiment and listen back to what you're doing Um, If you're recording other types of sound, this is number six. Again, just experiment with the equipment you've got and see what works. Um, And try and get, you know, try and listen out for the quality so it's clear. Um, Watch out for wind noise. That can really be disruptive if you're out and about. Um, So you might need to shelter the microphone or or put... um, if you've got access to it, there's um, wind screens. We call them wind screens, just like a fluffy, you might have seen it on a TV, like fluffy, um, these fluffy, like teddy bear things which protect the microphones. Um, number seven, um, just make sure that you know how you're going to include audio in your project in the format that you're going to submit it, if that's what you want to do, whether that's going to be a Word or a PDF, just make sure you know how to do that. Um, and then finally, number eight is again, it's listen when you're doing your recording if you can listen through headphones so that you you're hearing what you're recording if you can't do that maybe just do a test stop the recording put your headphones in listen just to make sure you're getting it and that it sounds good so we started with using a Shure microphone and the H4n handset. Then we moved on to using a H5 and we're finishing this podcast just by recording on an iPhone. It's been great to get out with you today. Thank you so much for your tips and advice, Celia. Thanks. It's been nice to get out in Hyde Park this morning. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the Ask the Geographer podcast series on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Be inspired and stay informed with the Society's wide range of resources, many of which are free. School membership unlocks access to other excellent resources, including online lectures, and many other tailor-made benefits for teachers and students. Access our resources at www.rgs.org schools.